Shalom, 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 family. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, good day. Greetings to you guys. Wherever you're listening in from around the world, we welcome you back to another episode of the Daily Bread Podcast, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. I'm your host and your brother, Daliyahu Yasharal. And uh, I would like to let you know that the podcast is proudly presented to you guys by Living for Yahuwah Ministries. And uh, we are gathered here today, family, to read another chapter. And uh, that by itself is a great reason to give Yahuwah praise, esteem, pray to Him. And, uh, you know, how about we read the word a little bit? So um, that's what we're going to do, family. Today we are turning to... The book of Numbers, chapter 12, and continuing our reading in the book of Bamadabar, commonly called Numbers. So, with that being said, we're going to jump right into our um, agenda of a small recap to start off. After we refresh everybody's memory about where we are, uh, we will open up in prayer. Uh, again, prayer is an important uh spiritual tool to communicate with Yahuwah. So that's what we're going to do. Then we can read the word, read this chapter, and then when the chapter is over, we will give some brief thoughts and summary, right? And we can continue with our day just like that. So, uh, as far as the overview, what shall we say then? Is think what's important to share and make sure everybody understands is that the book of Numbers in the Hebrew obviously is not called Numbers, it's called Bamadabar, and that means in the wilderness. So basically, uh, that's what you can expect to get from this book, the uh, uh, the episodes or the chronicles or the adventures of what happened to these people in the, their time, spending time in the wilderness. Um, uh, Genesis, to give you guys a brief recap of the books leading up to Numbers, Genesis was um, basically about the beginning, you know, the beginning of his covenant, the beginning of, beginning of creation. Exodus, as the name suggests, is about us coming out of Egypt, which is a very iconic book, one you should uh, do yourself a favor and refresh on, catch up with. After that, we read the book of Leviticus, which was about the quote-unquote Levites or the Lewim, the prophetic book. Again, still taking place in the same time period of us coming out of Egypt. Um, that whole book is centered around law, statutes, and commandments about governing the people in the temple, right? And now we are Bamadabar, wilderness, in the wilderness, commonly called Numbers. And now we are <clears throat> being led by Yahuwah on a journey of learning Him, our husband, our maker, and um, acquainting ourselves with him and, and hearing his voice. So, with that said, we'll leave it there and see what it is that Yahuwah wants to share with us in this chapter. So, with that said and that done, let us open up a prayer, family. Prayer is a very, very indispensable tool. So, uh, let's use it and just connect with Elohim, check in for the day, right? You know, give him praise, worship. Uh, forgiveness of our sins ask him to let our heart open up our heart and let his word dwell in it so sounds great so let's pray according to the Hebrew manner we're going to stand up 
face the direction of Jerusalem, lift up our hands, open our palms, bow our heads, and pray. Just like this. Baruch Atah Yahuwah. Bless you, Yahuwah. Baruch Atah Yahuwah. Alahinu, our mighty one, Hamalak Ulam, the king of heaven and earth. Ask that you permit your name to be set apart. Permit your reign to come. Permit your kingdom to come. Permit or allow your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. I come before you today making supplication, asking, begging, and praying that you give us this day our daily bread. Which means we ask that you sustain us like only you can, Yahuwah. We also ask that you forgive us for our sins and our trespasses against your Torah and your commands as we forgive our dead oars and we forgive those who trespass against us and as we forgive each other we ask that you please 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 forgive us of any transgression or wrong we have done against you also we ask that you continue to lead us and guide us strengthen us allow us not to be led into trial but save us and deliver us from the wicked one for yours, O Yahuwah, is the reign, the kingdom, the power, and the esteem, or the might, and the glory, forever, forever and ever. So, we just ask that you continue to strengthen us, protect us, let your word dwell in our heart. Uh, we ask that you just guide our steps this day, let us go where you want us to go, speak to who you want us to speak to. We ask that in all things that we do, you be esteemed, you be glorified. Um, just... We just need you close to us, you who we need you to continue being that father for us, providing for us, because we cannot do anything on our own, we cannot do anything without you. But with you all things is possible. So with the spirit that you've given us, with the ability that you've given us, we gonna walk forward today knowing that you with us and that you have called us for a purpose. So continue to let your ruach dwell in us, give us insight, direction and continue to purify our hearts. So these things and more we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign Yahusha. Halal Yahuwah, Tudah Yahuwah, Yibadakak Yahuwah, Amen. Okay, hallelujah. So let us turn to Numbers chapter 12 so that we can learn more, right? So, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, it reads, Miriam and Aharon spoke against Mashah because of the Cushite woman whom he had married. For he had married a Cushite woman. I think it's important to note because uh, I don't think most people mention it, but <clears throat> it's important to note that Moses, from what I'm gathering, Moses had more than one wife. We know that when he left Egypt, he went to Jethro. He married the daughter of Jethro, Zipporah, something like that. But he had two children from her. By the time he freed the children of Yasharal, but now he's mentioning the Cushite woman. So I don't know if it's, when we say his his brother and his sister spoke out against him because he married the Cushite woman. Not sure because, was it because she was a Cushite woman or because that was another, a second wife. So I'm not sure, but in any event, very what happened next is very 
important to learn from. Verse 2, and they said, has Yahuwah spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And Yahuwah heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek, more than all people who were on the face of the earth. And suddenly Yahuwah said to Moses and to Aharon and to Miriam, Come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. And the three of them came out. And Yahuwah came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent and called Aharon and Miriam. And they both came forward. And he said, <clears throat> Hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, Yahuwah, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak with him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. Will I speak with him? I speak mouth to mouth clearly and not in riddles or parables or dark speeches. Not in riddles and he beholds the form of Yahuwah. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses or Masha? And the anger of Yahuwah was kindled against them, and he departed. Mm. When the cloud removed from over the tent, behold, Miriam was leprous like snow. And Aharon turned toward Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aharon said to Moses, O oh, my master, do not punish us because we have done foolishly and have sinned. Let her not be as one dead, whose flesh is half eaten away when he comes out of his mother's womb. Verse 13. And Moses cried to Yahuwah, O oh, Elohim, please heal her, please. But Yahuwah said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should she not be shamed seven days? Let her be shut outside the camp seven days, and after that she may be brought in again. So Miriam was shut outside the camp seven days, and the people did not set out on the march until Miriam was brought in again. After that, the people set out from Hazarot and camped in the wilderness of Paran. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, uh, what shall we say then? Um, I, I think, you know, what do we think about that chapter? I think if I had to title it, which I do, I got I would call it shame. And uh, I think, again, when we read these scriptures, as we come back to the Torah, it's important we take our mindsets, our Western mindsets, or wherever we're from, take the mindsets off of wherever we're from, and put on a Hebraic mindset, and just understand that as much as we want to believe in women's rights and empowerment of women, that it was order and procedure, processes, and a hierarchy. And in this case, it was an interesting statement Yahuwah made when Yahuwah, Moses crying out to her like, Hey, Yahuwah, you know, don't, don't kill her, you know, don't let her be, you know, take this disease off her that you just put on her. And so first we got to analyze what happened. Why, what did she do wrong specifically, right? Why did she even get the disease put on her punishment, right? It was a punishment, no doubt. Why did she get punishment? But... Past that fact, once he's begging Yahuwah, like Yahuwah removed his punishment from off her, he said, if her father would only spit in her face, she would be outside the camp seven days. So she's not coming back in the camp no sooner. He gave her a leprous disease, which automatically means you, you get removed from outside of the camp. You know, we, we talked about this in Leviticus. There was quarantine before 
you knew about your government telling you to quarantine. It's a biblical principle. Um, but le uh, leprosy was a, a seemingly contagious disease. And the priests were trained uh, how, to, how to deal with it. And the remedy was to be put outside the camp in isolation. Okay. So he's saying this isolation I put on her. She can't come in no sooner than seven days because she just as she would have respect her father. And if she would have disrespect her father, he spit in her face. She would be shamed for seven days in the same way. No sooner than seven days is she going to come into the camp for what she did. So I think shame is an important thing. To, it's a highlight we have to take out of this thing. Just understanding shame in our culture. But how was one shamed in the culture? She shamed because of the leprosy, the disease he put on her. But why? Was she shamed? And she was shamed because obviously at this point we just we read the chapter, we read the proof, no commentary needed. We see that she was out of line and out of place for speaking against Yahuwah's prophet, Yahuwah's servant. And um, again, we have to be understanding the mindset of the people we're reading about, and not just our own. It's like everybody equal, freedom to say what we want to say. Again, we just talked about last chapter, the grumbling in the wilderness, the complaining, and just the freedom to just voice our, our dissatisfaction. And as I think about that, it made me think about some of the laws in some of the Middle East countries. Like, a lot of countries still keep the same way. Like, no, you don't speak against the king. Maybe in China, for example, hey, certain uh, regimes or governments that are, I don't know, what do you call them, socialists or... Whatever they are, Marxists or Keynesian, whatever it may be, socialist governments or um, communist parties, whatever it may be. In these societies, like you say, Middle East, China, Near East, Far East, you don't, you're not allowed to just speak against the king or the president or or the or the ruling party. And uh, again, coming from the West, we have our opinions: is it right or wrong? But what we need to understand in Scripture, there are commandments. Around these type of things, it say don't speak against the king or whoever ruling. Like you don't speak against the king, whether it's wicked king or bad king. That's why you who dealt with the kings. That's why we had the punishment we had because we had wicked kings that uh, forsook you who and we got punished. So it's a very important position to be in. That's why our king is Yahusha at this point. But um, it's important. No, it's statues around that. For one, it said don't speak ill about the ruler of Yahshua. That's a commandment. In another place in Psalm on Proverbs, Shalomar writes that don't even speak bad about rich people or people in power. Even if it's other places, don't speak bad about people in power, like or lest a bird go and, and take it and carry it to him and like, he knows something. But this point our point is it's more than one scripture that parallels this and backs up this this concept that you don't speak ill about a ruler or anyone you who has given power or authority over you. So obviously that was her mistake, you know, obviously her and Aharon, but we see Aharon didn't get punished. He didn't get leprosy, but it's, it's a woman, his sister, out of all people. So we can't say it was like prejudice or it just happened to some poor woman in Yashara. That was Moses' sister. She was a Levite too. They from the same tribe, blood, stock. She the one who presumably watched over him when he was in the basket in the series in, in, uh, in Egypt. But all other things don't matter. It don't matter. You're speaking about this man of you who a servant of Allahim and his wife, his family. Oh, why he took this wife or why he got another wife, whatever it may be. It clearly didn't sit well with you who. And what the, what's the result of that? Shame. Shame of face. 
so what shall we say family you know we ask for Yahuwah will his way his desire but when we read the scripture we have to be gleaning something from it right what just happened this is a very short and concise chapter too it was not very dragged out he, they, he gave us the scenario, the scenario and the context told us how they felt about it and Yahuwah was clearly displeased so I guess we gotta focus on our own situation right and try not to speak about other people's situation. And um, I guess we can leave it right there, family. Uh, I appreciate you guys for reading with us, for walking with us, for joining us. Um, as it, if this has blessed you, we ask that if you guys can, make sure you follow the, the podcast on whatever platform you're listening in from so that you're notified whenever we release a new chapter or drop a new episode. Um, if it's blessed you guys, we like it share it um if you feel led to you want to connect with us interact with us answer the poll question interact with us with the quick q a um you're more than welcome to um follow us on social media to just be connected with stay connected with us and whatever we have doing whatever we're going whatever we have going on and uh if you feel led to support the ministry by all means um it would be a blessing and uh yahuwah will bless you so um, by all means, feel free to become a patron if you see any value in what we're doing or if you've been blessed by it in any way. So until the next time, to the next chapter, we say shalom, shalom, family. Thank you guys for reading with us, for walking with us, for joining us. We will see you guys in the next chapter. Hallelujah. Baruch atah.